the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. What's taken over our show recently in terms of a dominant topic is the agenda out there on the left to push transgenderism in schools. And you know there's an agenda to push it because when it is blocked by legislation like the Parents' Rights in Education bill in Florida, there is uh, an outcry on the left. And now there's an effort in Ohio to bring a similar bill to bear and make it into law, House Bill 616. And it sparked in my mind the fact that this fight has been going on for a while with people who are tuned into it. And one of the people who is, is Jenna Powell. She represents the Arcanum area over in Western Ohio. And Jenna has had the Save Women's Sports Act on uh, the docket for a while. So I thought Jenna would be a great voice to bring on and talk about it. And Jenna, I think your bill and House Bill 616, to me, yours could be folded into that as a way to protect women, protect women's spaces, protect girls' sports. Uh, I'm sure you're a proponent of 616, as I know you've been pushing your own bill to save women's sports. Absolutely. So, you know, the Save Women's Sports Act is it's a very uh, clear-cut piece of legislation. We've been working on it for years now. Um, but it, it really just says that we believe in fairness in women's sports and um, that biological males cannot compete in female-only sports in our state. Um, you know, people in the state of Ohio do agree with this piece of legislation, um, and it should be moving through very quickly and easily, and it should have been passed long ago. Unfortunately, we're coming up to some roadblocks, but we're still pushing through and hoping to see the legislation passed this year. Well, you know, it's ironic and sad, but sadly ironic, that as we speak, as we speak today on Friday, the Ohio High School Athletic Association is holding a diversity, equity, and inclusion seminar and uh, I spent a lot. I spent some time Monday over in your area, over at Tri Village High School, speaking at a banquet. And as I'm driving through uh, that rural area after I get off I-70, then I hear about this uh, seminar that the OHSAA is holding. And I think if the OHSAA wants to crush its own existence, it enables transgender athletes to play like biological men to play women's sports in the state of Ohio because I cannot imagine schools over in Miami County, Shelby County, Mercer County, Dark County, Logan County, Champaign County, all these rural areas in Ohio, I cannot imagine that they will not join an alternate organization if the Ohio High School Athletic Association greenlights biological men not only playing sports with women but sharing their locker rooms. You're you're 100% right about that. Our community is not okay with biological males competing against female and female-only sports. Um, it's really kind of a common sense uh, thing if you think about it. Um, biological males are just born uh, differently at the time of birth than females. That gives them a competitive edge over females in athletics. Um, and so people in our community are saying, no, this is not okay. And what we're seeing now is around the nation, biological males ending up on the gold podium 
over females. And that's unfair. And that's really what our bill is, is pushing back at and saying, we want to, we want to continue the integrity of women's sports in our state. And to do so, we can't have biological males competing against women. Jenna Powell, Ohio representative to the uh, General Assembly from her area over in Rockanum, Western Ohio. And uh, Jenna has the Save Women's Sports Act on the docket, hoping to get it through uh, Matt Huffman, Bob Cup. Hopefully they get behind it. They're the leadership in the General Assembly. But, Jenna, let's talk about House Bill 616. And the way that I know House Bill 616 is necessary is the way that I see the left fighting back to end it. And it's so uh, nonsensical to me, the objections. I heard Miguel Cardona, the education secretary, say uh, today that it's creating division where one does not exist. And this is not being taught by teachers in schools. Well, that's funny because I spent a half an hour on the phone with a distraught teacher from a suburban district the other night about how kids in her classes are changing their pronouns and changing their gender identity every day, and she sees nothing but pain in these kids. So I know this House Bill 616 is necessary because every teacher's union, every liberal newspaper, which is to say every newspaper, and people like Miguel Cardona are fighting against it. I would assume that you support House Bill 616. You know, so we're actually digging into House Bill 616 and all the language of it to ensure that it is a um, parental rights bill. So we just got it this week, so we're digging into it. But at the end of the day, what we're seeing in Florida is it's a very common-sense piece of legislation. It's allowing parents to be disabled, parents to have educational say over their children and to be able to, to teach their children in the way that they should instead of interjecting schools um, in this conversation. And I think that's really important in our state. We're seeing parental rights stripped away in so many different areas, not only in our state, but across the nation. And we believe that parents have the best uh, choice for their kids when it comes to uh, teaching these things. And so, you know, we're making sure that piece of legislation is very clear cut and straightforward. Um, but we definitely do agree with the concept and believe that uh, parents should have the choice um, and that these things should not be taught in school. House Bill uh, 616 is the topic, as well as the Save Women's Sports Act. Jenna Powell, District 80 representative in the Ohio General Assembly, is our guest here on the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, I'm just amazed that this is even an issue. And I wonder all the time, like, what's the end game here? Because I know that the left never pushes an agenda without an end game. If we go way, way back uh, to the time when the argument was about uh, benefits for domestic partners. That was not the end game. The end game was gay marriage. The end game was normalizing, uh, you know, those kinds of relationships. And uh, I know you are a sensitive person. You're not against the person. You're against the ideology, as am I. But this thing of biological men being called, being termed women or contending they're women or this whole, you know, this factual statement, which is counterfactual that, trans women are women. I mean, this is, what do you think the end game on this particular ideology is? You know, unfortunately, what we're seeing is just the decimation of, of women in our nation. Um, and, and that is very hard to see. As a woman in the legislature, we want to stand up uh, for both women, men and women. But when men can be women and women can be men, um, that takes away from the very beauty that God has created us. Um, and I think on top of that, if I can just speak very briefly to the parents that are listening today, um, 
you need to be aware of what's happening in your child's school. I've had many conversations with parents recently. Um, you cannot be too aware and have too many conversations about what your school is teaching your children, what the teachers are teaching the kids in these schools. Um, because at the end of the day, you're 100% right. The woke left is looking to take the hearts and minds of students in the state of Ohio. And it is the job of parents to ensure that their kids are safe and can learn in a safe environment. And unfortunately, there's a lot of things happening on the left that is not making that possible. No, you're absolutely right. And we're speaking with Jenna Powell, Ohio District 80 representative to the uh, Ohio General Assembly, Dark County, Mercer County, over in that area, Western Ohio, rural Ohio, and what I'd say is real America over there. And so as we end, Jenna, how would you advise parents to get involved? I'm preaching the same thing, pounding the same pulpit, get involved, be aware. Uh, I think the schools are a great place to start. And it's, uh, to me, really shocking that a lot of times this is uh, stuff that we think is a California problem, a New York problem, a San Francisco problem, but it's an everywhere problem if you don't stay on top of it and watch what's going on in your local district. Absolutely. So the, the first thing I would say is that the law guarantees a parent's right to know what is being taught in their child's classroom. And so as a parent, you need to understand that, and you do need to be involved. You need to reach out to your superintendent. You need to reach out to the teachers. You need to reach out to your school board and talk about um, what is being taught in the schools. Um, you know, like I said, the, the woke left is bringing in a lot of narratives through the teachers' unions. Um, and so I would say the best place to start is the closest to them, which would be the school board, the superintendent, and their, and their teachers, and understanding what their kids are being taught and having those conversations. Um, but also, you know, they know what's best for their child. The, the parents know what's best for their children. And so some parents are going to have to make hard decisions for their kids on whether or not, you know, that school is good for their kid um, or if they're wanting to make a different choice for their child when it comes to education. Ohio does have alternative education choices, and that doesn't mean that some public schools um, aren't good in our communities and that superintendents and teachers are shielding kids um, from the liberal, woke, left ideologies that are pushing, being pushed down on the schools. Um, but parents really should be informed uh, with the people in the schools that are in charge. What are they teaching? What is happening? How are they best educating their kids and having those conversations? And they are hard conversations to have. But staying on top of the information is crucial. I am the one place that parents can look at Family Research Council. They're based out of Washington, D.C. They have a lot of information uh, for parents and students on what's being taught in schools, um, kind of a lot of the woke ideologies that are coming down um, to your local school so that parents can be informed of what's happening. Yeah, and obviously here in Ohio, I know you retweet a lot of times stuff from Center for Christian Virtue. Uh, Ohio Value Voters is another great site for people. You can find Jenna's Twitter at Vote Jenna Powell. Her website is jennapowell.com. And Jenna, appreciate your work. Thank you for what you're doing. I certainly hope that uh, Cup and the others in the House, uh, Huffman and others, who can make your bill uh, become a law and push it along. I hope that happens because uh, it's very much necessary. And thank you for what you're doing. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So I started the program today talking about the failures of legacy media. 
locally, Columbus Dispatch, Cincinnati Enquirer, USA Today, Ohio Press Network. Not the Ohio Press Network with Jack Windsor. Don't get that confused. That's a real group of journalists doing real work. But we have Exhibit A today in the Ohio State Lantern. You say, well, wait a minute, I, the Lantern, what is that? The Lantern is the student newspaper at Ohio State, the student newspaper. Now, why are the uh, people who graduated from being students at the Columbus Dispatch doing this kind of investigative work? Well, because they have a very cozy relationship with Ohio State University at the Dispatch. You say, well, don't the students at Ohio State have a cozy relationship with Ohio State? I mean, aren't they wearing the gear and going to games, doing the OHIO? Yeah, but they are still in that frame of mind where fairness, accuracy, and telling the truth, <laughs> idealistic values, they still believe a little bit in those. Now, I know some of the people who teach journalism at Ohio State, and they are woke fools. They are bad They are helping to crush journalism in this country. But uh, this young lady, Sarah Sizilagy, sorry for the last name pronunciation, Sarah, S-Z-I-L-A-G-Y, she knows her stuff. And she has outed Ohio State for working behind the scenes very quietly. We don't want anybody to know to get the Ohio General Assembly to enact a bill that essentially protected Ohio State from even greater liability for the sex crimes committed by the late Dr. Richard Strauss. Dr. Richard Strauss, I'm sure you've heard the name, assaulted, sexually assaulted, violated hundreds of athletes and students during his reign of terror at Ohio State in the 80s and 90s. Ohio State has paid a lot of money to survivors of Strauss's horrific acts, 177 of them, but more than twice that many sued the university, 530, and a lot of them were told, sorry, you didn't get your claim in in time, statute of limitations has expired, and Ohio State's position all throughout this situation has been to say, Oh, oh, we want our victims to be whole. This is terrible what happened to them, and we would never do anything to stand in the way. I mean, we can't help it if the legislature said that the statute of limitations expired. Sorry about your luck. But the Ohio State Lantern exposes that to be the lie that it is. And they did so, and this is how you have to do it, frustrating though it can be, through Freedom of Information Act requests. Now, they submitted their request, and I've done this with Ohio State many times in my career. You submit a Freedom of Information Act request, and then well, first they tell you, oh, sorry, it's too broad. We can't do it. It's just so much work. I mean, we don't have the time. And I mean, if you really want the people to do this work, then, you know, we'll put them on the clock and we'll bill you for it. Or, oh, my goodness, Bruce, like, Running off all this information is the copying costs are going to run into the hundreds of dollars, maybe the thousands of dollars. Is there any way you can narrow down your request? That's the first line of BS they give you. And then the second line of BS is, oh, well, uh, yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Six months later, are you working on it? Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. They're supposed to respond in a timely fashion. They never do. The Lantern waited six months to get the information that it sought. Heavily redacted, of course, but 
Apparently somebody's Sharpie ran out of ink because in those documents, the Lantern found repeated emails and documentations where Ohio State was saying one thing publicly and doing another behind the scenes. Former University of President Michael Drake met with then-Ohio Speaker of the House Larry Householder in September of 2019 to discuss House Bill 249, which exonerated Ohio State by establishing the statute of limitations. And uh, here is what uh, Drake's missives with Householder said. We would respectfully ask that no additional hearings occur on House Bill 249 and that the bill not move out of committee as we are striving to arrive at resolution and redress with survivors in mediation. Sure they were. Knowing that, oh, look at that. Look at that. The House Bill 249 that would extend the statute of limitations, you know, if they don't do that, why, as much as we'd love to continue these conversations, as much as we'd love to give you more millions of dollars for the mistakes that happened by an employee of Ohio State, we just won't be able to by the law. I mean, we really like to, but we just won't be able to by the law because the statute of limitations, I mean, it must be, it must be observed. So Drake goes in, talks with Householder, begs him not to have any more hearings on the bill, and then the Lantern story reads, the next day, the House Civil Justice Committee struck the possible vote on the bill from the meeting scheduled for September the 25th. Ohio State also collaborated with an organization called the Ohio Alliance for Civil Justice, which was the only public organization that took a stance against House Bill 249. Where did the Ohio Alliance for Civil Justice get its information? Uh, It got it from two higher-ups at Ohio State. This is all documented in the Lantern story. All documented in the Lantern story. Hey, hey, Daryl Rowland. Hey, Anna Staver. Hey, Haley B. Miller. Hey, all you people at the Columbus Dispatch. How does it feel to get dunked on by student journalists at Ohio State? Doing a job you have, oh, I don't know, 20 times the resources to do? 50 times the experience to do? But... I get it. If this story appears under your byline, there goes your season tickets. Good for you, Sarah Sazlagi. Good for you, Ohio State Lantern. I'm sure we don't share the same political viewpoint, the same cultural viewpoint on all issues, but that little vestige of fairness and accuracy and truth-telling that beats in your heart still, or you wouldn't have written this story and researched it and sought it out. Nurture that. Our society needs it. You'll have to work hard to nurture it, because I know who the professors are at OSU who uh, contend that they are teaching you journalistic tenets. I know them because they've cautioned me as I've spoken on your campus to be careful and not, and I quote, bite the hand that feeds. In other words, don't say anything that might offend Ohio State. I said, what, are there cameras in the room? Are there microphones? Are they listening to what I say? 
Yeah, probably. Probably so. Maybe they'll take my diploma away. Good on you, Lantern. Good on you, Sarah. Keep it up. You're what journalism is about. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.